Father, we uh, praise you and thank you for a new day here in the Northeast uh, as we get to co-labor together and uh, just uh, seek to serve the coaches and athletes in our region best uh, today. Lord, uh, inspire us through your words and this time with each other uh, here today to learn how we may uh, be open to receiving, seeking, finding, helping uh, more uh, people discover their calling to serve uh, with us on this team in FCA, uh, beginning specifically with the idea of an internship with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Lord, thank you for this team. Uh, may this be glorifying to you in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. We are January 10th here, and uh, our uh, talent advancement uh, meeting today, the topic, as Dave just said in opening prayer, is on the, the topic of internships, <clears throat> which, I, you know, the more I think about it, the more I think that it really could be, um, I don't want to use an overused phrase, but really a game changer for us in terms of those that, uh, that God's preparing to join this team and uh, a way for us to expand our networks and funnels and such. So, uh, so with that, we're going to answer a few questions today on uh, on internships, you know, what is an internship at FCA? Why do we do them? Who are the types of candidates we're looking for? Um, when is the, the, the right time uh, either to consider them or to have uh, student athletes or leaders join our team? And then some practical steps at the end uh, in terms of follow-up so that we can engage and uh, support you guys as you endeavor to bring on, hopefully, interns uh, in the coming semesters or summers. So with that, uh, I think Dave teed it up just right, which is, you know, from an FCA perspective, the internship uh, is an opportunity to develop their uh, understanding of his or her calling to ministry, right, as a part of that. And uh, I think there are tons of opportunities that we can offer them uh, where they will get great benefit from it. At the same time, we too will benefit uh, from those that uh, can participate with us in active ways uh, depending upon whether it's semester, summers, our seasons, right, and what's happening. So um, the desire as well is to create uh, a unique experience for them as a part of it. So as we are cultivating uh, these, these men and women, um, it's really an opportunity for them, for us to, to minister to them, to pour into them in many ways. And I want to also suggest that this is unique for them, right? This isn't, uh, not everybody gets an opportunity to do this. Um, and it's really our opportunity for select students uh, and athletes, right, to join the team. So it's, it's, not, it's not for everyone, and I, I would love for them to appreciate the opportunity that it may be uh, to join us here. So what are the types of things that we may do um, or skills that they may learn during an internship? And, and I'm going to send out a, a, a sheet to you guys at the end of this, uh, but team building, training on evangelism, uh, how do they, you know, how do they have regular evaluation, self-reflection time, right, as a part of that? Leading across the board, self, others, teams, uh, public speaking, ministry strategy and methods. Um, there's just spiritual gifts training, discipleship training. The, the list really goes on and on. Will we hit each one of those in a given semester or, or over summer? You know, probably not. Uh, but there's a long list of things that we can make sure we're doing um, with those athletes. Dave, anything to add in the, the what section? No, that sounds great. Awesome. You want to you want to dive into our why? Yeah. So um, it's uh, you know it's a great um, 
you know, a, a privilege to be asked to talk about anything, um, uh, particularly things that you uh, have no uh, real expertise or experience in. So I'm I'm thankful that I'm I'm here with all of you uh, this morning just to really, I think, engage a dialogue. Um, specifically, uh, I guess why Jeff and I arrived at the place to uh, be here to chat about this uh, was something that was stirred in in my heart at the summit. Uh, I had one board member there, um, uh, Jess Soodles, one of our, our upstate New York board members, and um, really fascinating conversation I had with him around staffing. Said to me, "What, Dave, what's the greatest challenge you have? And, you know, at the time, still we do have two really, I think, significant openings here in upstate New York. Our Rochester area director is Josh Sanoga, you know, has transitioned off staff. And Amanda Tewksbury, our central New York director, formerly has transitioned off staff too. So two big holes to fill. So, you know, in my mind, um, you know, I think, well, this is just poor us, you know, nonprofit ministry. Uh, there aren't enough Christian people in the world to, you know, to want to come and raise their own support and, you know, all the things that we think are the barriers as to why pe we can't find the people to fill these, these positions. So he said, what are you looking for, Dave? We're having this conversation. And I said, I'm looking for, you know, kind of potentially for these positions, somebody with leadership capacity, maybe mid-career, considering a career change, calling change, God stirring their heart, has some experience, not somebody right out of college or, or, or someone in college, but somebody with experience. And he looks at me and says, you know, I work for an architectural firm, one of the best ones in the state, in fact. Uh, he didn't say this. This is this is what I know about his firm. And, uh, you know, he said, Dave, for the last year, I've had the same opening looking for the same type of person that you're looking for as well. And so I thought, hmm, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking he's in business. They don't have any problems getting people to come work in the for-profit world. I mean, shoot, you know, they don't have to raise their own salary. And, you know, there isn't uh, all these barriers to getting people. There's I mean, we live in Rochester. The Rochester Institute of Technology produces engineers every year in the in the hundreds. So I'm thinking, how do they not have the ability? And he just said to me, that type of person is very challenging. Not that we don't want to search for those people because God is calling those people. But he said, we would not survive here at Passerone Associates without the pipeline that we developed years ago through a co-op program with RIT uh, to be able to have young people come and experience what it was like to be working here. And we have now seen those individuals raise up from within our, you know, our internship and co-oping. We could talk about more about the, the how later, but essentially that, and it just, it kind of, but uh, to think about that in more detail. I've never had an, in, I have yet to have an intern work for me directly. Uh, I do work with staff that are newer and younger. Uh, we have some staff on our team right now that are, you know, maybe right out of college or whatever, but I haven't really strategically used this. So I would love to tell you the next thing I would say in terms of the why uh, was something I prepared far in advance for this time today. Uh, but it was literally as I was, um, doing my best to keep up with the treadmill this morning. Um, I had, I, in my, in my um, time with the Lord this morning, I'm just reading through the book of Corinthians right now, and I'm on chapter four. 
So I'll read for you in chapter 4, uh, starting in verse 14, after Paul is just basically giving these guys a tongue lashing as to their uh, inadequacies in terms of how they're uh, competing against one another and whether they follow Paul's ways or Apollos's ways. You're familiar with the passage of scripture. It's a, it's, um, you know, just kind of, you know, there's lots of great stuff in here, but this is, I was, as after I had read this this morning and I was, like I said, doing my best not to fall off the treadmill, this thought occurred to me as I was thinking about our time today. And I'll read in verse 14, Paul writes, I am not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. For even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have only one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ Jesus when I preached the good news to you. So I urge you to imitate me. That's why I have sent Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. He will remind you of how I follow Christ Jesus, just as I teach in all the churches wherever I go. You see, for me, I think one of the, my biggest hangups is that I think I have to be the one to do, do the work and to minister to the coaches. And when I'm finally, uh, you know, when I'm, when we finally do FCA long enough, then we can deploy people to go and do the work of the, of the ministry. And I just think that I look at Timothy in that passage. I don't know the biblical context, uh, there's some pastors on the line, so guys, don't hammer me too too hard if I don't get this right. But um, I, I believe at this point in time, Timothy's not some extremely experienced uh, worker uh, at this point. He's probably very young, but he's got a heart for the Lord, and he's willing to grow and learn, and Paul has been teaching him. So I ask myself this question. I know we're discipling coaches, the 76ers, we've got the list, but how many young people younger than us, uh, and it, it could be older than us, but traditionally younger, somebody that hasn't, you know, is in a different life stage. Are we, uh, are we right now in our world, uh, you know, molding, shaping, mentoring with the thought that they would be developing into staff people in the future? Now that I, that I, I will tell you, I'm, I'm not doing I'm not doing that as a leader in FCA. I have my 76ers, my coaches. I've got that focus. That's, you know, on my board and I'm doing that every day. But, uh, and I have my staff team here in upstate New York that I'm working with. And I think this is part of that process too. But I think even uniquely thinking about the next generation, those that are not on our team, are there some younger people that maybe we can, and we'll talk about the how in a little bit here, uh, but to, to uh, give them some assignments, some things early on to be able to do to, to whet their appetite. Last point I'll make. Um, I, I think they're, um, this is going to, this is complete uh, conjecture here. So this isn't, you know, taken out of something that I, I felt, you know, from the Lord, you know, his word this morning, but I, I do believe there is a real spiritual battle and war going on for the competition of people's attention and their focus to enter into this type of ministry. I just really feel that there are really good, solid Christian young people today that are being lured into whatever the world is offering them, okay, and they're missing potentially the opportunity to become a co-laborer with us in, in, this, in this field. So I think getting them young <laughs> 
prevents them in some ways from even <laughs> being lured into things that you know might not be truly what their uh, passions and gifting is, uh, but might be what the world offers uh, more. And uh, you know, so that's just another. That's a sidebar. <laughs> um, you can debate me on that later, perhaps if you'd like. Uh, but I think that you know, there's some real advantages to considering this. So that's that's good stuff. And I. <clears throat> I tried not to smile when Dave said that he gets the, uh, the privilege of working with newer and younger staff. And given the fact that I've only been on staff for two years, I thought maybe he was talking about me there a minute ago, but, uh, but hey. Uh, so when I think about the why, right, there's, there's a why from two perspectives. The why for the student athlete, and we've talked about some of the benefits and how we'll train them up, but there's the why for us. And it certainly is, and I'll tell you, I had interned this past summer. It was awesome. Uh, it was the, the, the energy that, uh, that he brought to the office. In this instance, it was in our office. And uh, again, in, in my role is a bit different than those, or a lot different than maybe uh, many of you. But the, but the energy that he brought um, it was just awesome. Uh, the, the skills that, that, uh, that, that these students are learning today, the approach is different uh, than when we were in school as well. So there's an opportunity for us to learn from them and, uh, and it's just, it's sort of a, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a symbiotic relationship. Both benefit from it. So I, I love that part of it here. So then we get into the who, right? So in a practical sense, who can be an intern at FCA? Um, it's really any student uh, that's actively enrolled uh, in school. So it could be during a semester. Uh, it could be a summer internship. Uh, Dave talked about co-ops. Um, that's not what we necessarily call it here, but there's an opportunity here for interns, uh, and, and Dave will talk to this in a moment, um, for the opportunity to earn college credit. So we can tailor uh, our experience to what they need in order to get some credit based on what their area of studies are. And that's simply engaging with their academic advisor or those on the, <clears throat> the campus that can help guide us through that. And I would suggest there probably isn't uh, a scenario based on the criteria they would give us that we couldn't meet that. So opportunity to benefit them in terms of college credit and benefit the ministry as well as a part of that. Um, Dave, you know, we talked about some of these, uh, the, the when piece here, but you want to talk a bit about the approach you're taking at uh, St. John Fisher? Yeah, so I think just to affirm what you already shared um, on the on the when, um, you know, I just even wrote a note. I'm I'm learning as we're going here in this uh, podcast as well. Again, not speaking from uh, you guys as your peers. I really am not an expert here. I'm just trying to throw some things against the wall and see what sticks. And uh, you know, I just wrote down the note. You know, is there a conversation happening? We have a number of college huddles that are in our area. Obviously, we have individuals like William and Michelle that are working full-time at Syracuse University and the big campuses, but we have another, also a, a number of other huddles uh, in our local areas at college campuses. So have I, have we gone to our staff members that are responsible for those campuses and shared <laughs> about the opportunity that now uh, for the summer, even perhaps, you know, here's, here's the menu of things that are offered. And I know our campsite camp website is getting ready to go, but we could easily show last year's and say, this is, the, these are the things that we're doing in the summertime. Uh, when you get out of school in May from when you go back for your summer sport or something, this is the window of time we're looking at. Um, 
and beginning the conversation now about that for the summer. Uh, and really, I think uh, I think the place to go is to our huddles, you know, that do exist in our campuses. That's an easy place to go. Um, Dave, can I sneak a quick comment here? Yeah. The um, on the who side for a minute, and it's a little bit of the when, but you know, one of the things we, we often hear, and you know, I think uh, Coach Z shared it uh, this past week, that FCA is still the best kept secret right here in our region and our desire for that not to be the case. Well, in many times you have these students that come from areas where they are familiar with FCA, whether it was through their high school times or <clears throat> uh, other friends have participated in FCA and they come from out of state, out of the area. And what a, what a unique opportunity, somebody that wants to participate during a semester with FCA. Also, uh, maybe they wanna, they wanna stay for the summer, right? And do a summer internship. And so now we can, we can cast our recruiting net wider than we traditionally would trying to cultivate just from our local communities. And so that part excites me as well. Um, and these are folks that will have, you know, for a period of four years, for example, developed relationships in their community there locally to some extent, certainly I hope some off campus. Um, and they just maybe, they may think, you know, maybe it's not time to go back to um, Oklahoma. Maybe it's not, you know, not time to go back to uh, Georgia, maybe where they were first introduced to FCA, but rather it's Massachusetts, it's Maine, uh, it's New York City, right? So another opportunity for candidates there. Yeah, so go, shifting now back to the, Jeff, your original question. Sorry, I totally didn't even answer your question before. No. Um, I actually went a different way, so I apologize. You did a good job, and I totally derailed it. But we'll go back to your question regarding the semester uh, opportunity for um, for interns. Again, you know, out of the conversation I had with one of our board members that is at the uh, the architectural firm, I said to him kind of in a follow-up, so do you pay these, these uh, young people? You know, because obviously we're always thinking about funding and many of us are, most of us, if not all of us, still have funding needs we have for our own budgets and we're trying to meet AMP and all that sort of stuff. So to fund an intern right now out of our operations, um, that would be a challenge for, for many of us, including myself. Um, and, and also talking in, in with him, he said, you know, we always try to at least get two together because two together provides the peer-to-peer inner working. So I was like, oh, fun two interns. All right, buddy, I'll talk to you later. You know, I, I didn't really have, you know, but then I, I asked him a question. He's like, we, we don't pay our interns. And I said, well, what do you mean you don't pay your interns? And um he said, uh, really, the, the, the carrot, if you will, as to why they would want to even consider this is college credit. Um, and, and it kind of a light bulb just went off for me, um, thinking through that, just, well, why wouldn't we be able to provide that opportunity? I think about all the experiences that FCA provides, certainly um, there's the foundational Christian um, worldview that we have and the, and the discipleship focus of what we're doing. Maybe not every young person that we would bring on would be ready to go and disciple coaches today. But if you look at the activities that we're all asked to do, both administratively and in the field, there's a vast menu of, of uh, opportunities and things we could provide that I believe colleges and universities would find value that we're able to provide that for them. So uh, I began to explore just the local colleges and universities here in the Rochester area and reached out to all of them just to see what their internship credentials were. Uh, uh, you know, uh, surprisingly to me to find that um, 
it wasn't uh, it wasn't extremely um, challenging to uh, fit into what they would define as an experience that would be offered for credit uh, that they could allow their students to enroll in as soon as the spring this year. In fact, um, one of the colleges locally, St. John Fisher College, I just got off the phone with yesterday, told me uh, I sent them the internship document that I think Jeff's referring to that he's that he's going to send out. I literally sent them that. They said back to me a few uh, a few a few more questions, and they're going to have that posted into their college system as a offerable uh, you know opportunity for for you know their sports management or a couple of different departments that would define that as a as an internship opportunity as these. Most of these, um, you know, as they get into their sophomore, junior, and, and senior years, these students are required to to be a part of. Uh, so the one, I guess, a couple things that I did hear were consistent when it comes to semester experiences. All of the three colleges I've reached out to, Roberts Wesleyan College, Nazareth College, and St. John Fisher College, all three of them asked if we had a local office experience that they would be able to go to physically. So um, I'm, I don't know if how colleges are, everyone could be different, but I guess I did hear that consistently that they would want an actual uh, space and place to be able to send their students to. So it didn't feel as though it was, um, you know, done in a, a Panera or something like that. Um, you know, not that you wouldn't do work out in the field, but I think that having a, a, an office uh, experience would be something. But I also think that um, there's there's uh, creativity that can be introduced in that whole experience as well. So I, I, would, I wouldn't suggest saying that my office is the Starbucks, uh, but I think that, you know, creating office-like experiences, um, I think, are things that colleges are looking for. And I think you just, you know, you have to navigate that and be prepared for that as you go into those conversations. Um, that's what I, that's what I, I, I noticed. So that's just a little bit on the, on the when. You know, and I think, Dave, kind of the cool part, this is practical for everybody here. Um, Dave and I had this conversation last week. He just got put in the course catalog as students go to register yesterday for the spring, which is like, you know, days away, weeks away now for students, right? So it's not too late. In fact, now is the absolutely best time to be reaching out. And it may, you know, can we pull it off for the spring semester? Who knows? Uh, but I would suggest now is the time. If you want to go for it, do it. Um, don't wait. And then two, awesome time to develop relationships with the schools um, in anticipation of the summer. Uh, so that's why I think it's timely as it's, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the, the prime opportunities certainly is camp season, right? Where we could use uh, these folks here as I'm staring at the white fluffy stuff falling from the sky. It's a little hard to imagine uh, camp season right now, but but now is the time uh, to go do that. So I'm excited to see what happens through St. John Fisher. Uh, I didn't even realize that it would be offered, you know, in a drop-down list of courses that, that they can select, which, by the way, doesn't mean that uh, anybody who applies uh, automatically gets it. We still interview them, and we still take them through the process of whether or not they are the right fit for, for FCA as well. All right. So we have a few minutes left here, and uh, Dave talked about this from a you know, the financial standpoint, I wouldn't want anybody to think I don't want to do this because uh, I can't afford it. We actually uh, don't pay interns. It's not a paid position. What we can offer them is up to $800 a month for a stipend for living expenses, right? So it is an opportunity for them to get plugged in and we can offset costs, right? 
for living expenses if they stay for a summer, for example, of up to $800 a month. So that's, a, that's just an important piece there. Um, maybe they raise the funds themselves, right, as a part of that. I think that you want to talk about learning practically what it's like to be a missionary. Um, that's a component of, and it may be you alongside them, uh, and an opportunity to do that, much like we do with our staff today already. Talked about college credit, um, and, and really at the end of the day, they're volunteering with us and with an opportunity for them to grow in, in a set of skills and for us to get a chance to introduce FCA to more people with the potential that they may consider a long-time vocational ministry with FCA. All right, so um, next steps here. Reaching out to your local colleges, universities, I'd suggest board members, your network. You probably even have in your mind right now a couple of student athletes uh, through the ministry that you're doing right now in FCA that would be a good fit. Um, so I wouldn't hesitate to explore with them specifically what that might look like. Would they be, um, would they consider uh, joining us for a semester or over a summer? Uh, campus chaplains, um, that may be us in some instances, but, you know, plugging into campus chaplains that are there, career planning and placement offices, uh, if you want to go in a more formal sense. How about coaches? Uh, that know who their leaders are on their teams that, um, that may want to go deeper in their faith. And, uh, you know, maybe they haven't considered vocational ministry, but you know, what if we create an awesome experience for them and they realize that really is their call, that it isn't uh, uh, the business world, as Dave described. I don't know who would ever go there. Um, we can create these job postings. Thank you, Manny, for smiling. Uh, we can create uh, the job in ISINs and get it posted out to um, Team FCA, so it, it would be out there for those to apply, even those that don't know, um, even those that, uh, that, that we haven't specifically gone to, maybe reactively, right, or passively apply as an opportunity. And then you guys know this, but I'm a resource. Uh, Dave is our resident expert. He's done this for more than six hours, I would suggest. So that makes him an expert. Uh, but really, it's for each other in, in this community for us to support one another as we consider interns. And guys, I just think if we each had two interns, right, uh, even two by state, uh, two by area, right, I mean, that would just be an awesome set of folks. Maybe it's between their sophomore and junior year. Maybe they come back next year. And maybe they come back and bring a friend with them. And suddenly we're cultivating these relationships with these college sophomores, juniors, and seniors, um, and really giving them an opportunity experience they won't forget and see what happens going forward. So, Dave, thanks a bunch. And uh, we'll open it up in a moment. Yeah, if one more quick uh, yeah. f final thought, Jeff. I just, uh, you know, I think a big, uh, uh, you know, a big idea that I think God showed me in the last year, a couple of years after reading the the Who book was just a really powerful book. If you haven't read that on the team, and they talk about though, us as we are leaders in our own respective ministries, um, really we are we are uh, the he took the, uh, you're the CEO of your ministry, but you're also the, the CRO, uh, you know, the chief recruiting officer. And do I really think in my mind day in and day out, who, who are the people that God may be raising up and thinking about myself and that responsibility, not just the positions we're trying to fill, but really always having the funnel filled uh, with the, the next potential people. So I think it's a mind, a mind frame. I don't always think that way. I'm training myself to think that way. Um, but I think that that, um, you know, hopefully we are in a position in the future when these vacancies happen in the FCA and they will, 
um, that we are not sitting there for months and months on end without viable candidates because we haven't been cultivating and grooming people along the way. So that's uh, a place I'm hopeful that we get to in the near future. Agreed. Well, Dave, thanks a bunch. Thank, to, thank you each of you for your time as well.